What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Week 17. We are back to preview the eight games, the NFC home games. We got to the AFC home games yesterday. And we'll knock out the rest today. Adam Azer here with Jamie Eisberg. What's up, Jamie? Uh, I watched a great football game yesterday. I'm sure you did. You're very funny. Heath Cummings, welcome back. <laughs> I, like This is how out of it is I am because of Christmas. I don't even know what football game you're oh, talking about. Oh, LaTeX had a great uh, football game yesterday. Yeah, the Miami, really? Miami loss. Whatever. Big, big what, deal. They, big deal. Great. Who did they, who they beat? They, they beat uh, a team Adam likes. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then there's Ben (laughs) Gretsch is here. Gosh, I hate you guys. You're rooting by Friday. Everybody stop rooting by Friday. Uh, Maybe we could hire Chris Peterson. Uh, Ben Gretsch, welcome back to the show. How's it going? Uh, I mean, I, I'm enjoying this, uh, this hate on Miami. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, everybody enjoys good good Miami hate. Uh, hey, look, all I know is if Miami were playing a football game 30 minutes away from me, I'd go to the game, Jamie, because I'm, I'm a real fan. I'm going. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you're going. I'm glad. I never said I wasn't going. Mark. You said you said you were relying on someone else to get you tickets. No, 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 That's no, no, not no, enough no, of no, a commitment. No, 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 no. See, you have one child. I have three. It's it's expensive. To why go to can't you? Against. Why can't you go without them? That's what I want. Because know. they're fans of the team. See, so I'm, raising, I'm, raising, I'm raising my children to like good teams. You're raising your children to like bad teams. Think of all the heartache my, that you're setting your child up for. At least you have the Yankees. <laughs> Disappointment. We, have the, we always have the Yankees. That's yes. good. All right, hey, let's do a bold prediction for Week 17. Uh, Heath, give me a bold prediction for Week 17. Yeah, I think Greg Ward has 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, you're such a <laughs> – what's with everybody today? That's my bold prediction. <laughs> um, Damn, no, I should have real. put it in the notes. I think the perfect ending to the 2019 season would be if we were a week too early on Mike Boone week. No, God. And he no, finishes God. this week as a top 12 running back, maybe runs for 100 yards, scores at least once. Uh, that's we, we won't get that's any, my bold prediction. We'll get any hate email there. No. No. No, I honestly don't think it's that bad of a prediction. I mean, it was so disappointing last week, but they fell behind. Abdullah caught all those passes, but the Bears could be without – Two of their defensive tackles, Goldman and Hicks. So, you know, it's not crazy. Uh, James, do you have a bold prediction? Yeah, RG3 is going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. Woo! That's so weird. You know they're playing the Steelers, right? Yeah. All right, well, that's bold. Ben, yeah. uh, do you have a bold prediction? Yeah, I will go. I mean, I got a, I got a good one and a fun one. I'll take John Ross for 100 yards and a TD. He, his snaps ticked up. I think he's going to play full, full, uh, full snapshot this week and – you know, we've forgotten about him a little bit. The fun one, Marshawn Lynch comes back, scores two touchdowns for Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that that could happen as well. Um, hey, uh, the Rams and the Vikings. The Rams are saying they're going to sit there, some of their starters. The Vikings have nothing to play for right now. I know we touched on the Vikings yesterday, but we're going to preview these two games today. Jamie, you in particular seem very bearish on the Rams. You think they're going to maybe rest golf, girly. You're just... You're kind of avoiding them. Is that the situation? With I mean, the Rams if, for if you? you just go by based on what McVeigh sort of hinted at, and that you're going to rest some of the injured guys, you know, you're already hearing Jalen Ramsey's not going to play. He had the knee injury that he uh, left the game briefly last week. But uh, you know, Jared Goff's got this thumb injury that he's been playing through. You know about Gurley's knee situation. If they're really concerned about him for next year, why would you play him in this game? So 
Uh, there's nothing guaranteed yet, but it wouldn't shock me if we get to Sunday and you hear Goff inactive, Gurley inactive, and you know you just don't have those guys out there, which for Goff clearly is going to impact you know the receiving core there for the Rams. So uh, it, it, there's there's nothing that we know yet from all these teams aside from the Ravens. So it's just one thing you got to you know sort of take with what the sort of hint hint wink wink you know sort of nod nod deal is. The one guy I'm planning on playing regardless is Robert Woods because I think he'll probably get enough targets. Blake Bortles will wing it around a little bit if he's playing. I think the difficult part with Gurley is if you're playing Week 17 and you have him, would you rather have Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson? Well, Henderson's going to be placed on IR if he hasn't been already. Brown. Yeah. So Brown's, Brown's, the, Brown's, Brown's the guy. <laughs> Henderson's not going to play. Uh, yeah. So what if what if Goff does play, though? You know, does he finish the game? You know, let's say, Ben, that Goff is active, but, you know, there's – some speculation that he might not play the full game and then it would be Bortles, you know, what would you do in that situation? Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't, I don't play in a lot of leagues that or any leagues that have week 17 championships, but if it's me I, and this is the way I kind of approach my week 16 championships, I don't want to play guys that could potentially get me, you know, only, only a half a game essentially. Uh, and I actually got hit with that with DJ Moore and Will Fuller last week. And it's pretty frustrating when those guys go out early uh, I don't think Goff is such a slam dunk play that you have to jam him in your lineup. He's got a great matchup. He's a good play. But if there's any risk whatsoever, find another quarterback. Yeah, Adam, I don't think this yeah. is a play a half and come out. He's either playing or he's not playing. This, this okay. is an injury-related sit-down, wait-for-next-year scenario. This isn't get your you know reps in, you know get some rhythm going into the playoffs. You know, So you may see that from like Deshaun Watson. They may play him a quarter, and, and he's done if the Chiefs have locked up their spot you know that type of scenario Kirk Cousins may play for a little bit Josh Allen may play for a little bit those are the ones you have to worry about those guys coming out I think for the Rams it's either you're in or you're out I don't think it's going to be play a little bit in there and then sit them down by the way I know y'all have some questions I've got some emails in the show today and an Apple podcast question as well we'll get to those in a little bit would you guys like to hear a possibly funny fantasy football story I thought it was funny that I'm getting ready to tell it out loud I don't know that you're gonna laugh but like it's Friday it's week 17 Let's, should it give it a shot? Let's give it a shot, right? This is going to be good one go. way or another. <laughs> okay. So I was playing in two leagues last week. One of them I was tracking the whole time. The other one I was tracking, and I was getting blown out. Uh, so I, unfortunately, I started Mitchell Trubisky over Andy Dalton. And, yeah, I was getting blown out in that league. And I thought it was the semifinals. So I didn't even check the league until yesterday i knew i had aaron jones but i that's all i had on monday night i didn't check the league until yesterday turns out we weren't playing into week 17 that was the championship and i looked at the score final score of the game 84.48 to 84.28 down to two tenths of a point i lost the championship. Oh wow. <laughs> My two tenths. I am so glad I did not track that on Monday night as it would have been the worst, most agonizing fantasy football defeat. Did you guys have players on Monday night? Football. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, I didn't think I had a chance. I couldn't believe it. Was that the it, only bad decision you, you made was the quarterback? I mean, I don't regret starting Tyler Lockett, but I started Tyler Lockett, mm. you know. But other than that, yeah, but Eddie, stupid Dalton, Mitchell, stupid Trubisky. Oh, well, well, I hope that was funny for you. It was it was a good way to lose by two tenths of a point. If you're going to lose by two tenths of a point, you know, figure it out on Thursday. That's not a bad idea. Uh, Some uh, things to promote. Go ahead. At least you at least you scored, um, you know, unlike your your hurricanes. Adam, I got to run for a minute. Uh, I guess Antonio Brown news. So I'll be back. Oh, good. Well, I'm honestly not that upset based on all the things you've said to me this morning. <laughs> all right, so there's some Antonio Brown news. We're going to get to that in a second. Don't forget we have a radio show on Saturday night, our last one of the season. Be back in August. But, uh, well, we'll talk a lot about 2020, and we'll look back at bus breakouts, you know, all the good draft picks, bad draft picks we made, but also look ahead to 2020. So listen to the show, 10 p.m. to midnight, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius Channel 206. Uh, the DFS podcast, we got a new episode dropping today with Heath and Mike McClure. And playoff pick them slash playoff. Get in a league, you know, with a pool with your friends and your family. You can win some money and uh, pick some games. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we will run through the news and notes and uh, get to your emails and the games right after this. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, 
chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Here are your news and notes. Mark Ingram says he's going to be ready for the postseason. That's good news. Derek Henry says he'll play this week. That's good news. Here's the juicy news. Antonio Brown is working out for the Saints. I don't think he'll print matter for Week 17. I think he could absolutely okay. matter for the playoffs. He could make them the Super Bowl favorite, and he could be a guy who, if he's on the list, could be really interesting for playoff challenges because there's no telling yeah. how he's going to be priced. That first week back of DFS in the playoffs could be a lot of fun. Ben, Doug Peterson said he's going to play the hot hand at running back, and you know he, he talked about Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Jordan Howard. How did you interpret Doug Peterson's comments on the running backs? I mean, I think it has to be Miles Sanders like is the hot hand I'm interpreting like we're coming into this game and Miles Sanders is playing really good football and Jordan Howard is not going to come back and and have the role that he had before that we're still going to see a lot of Miles Sanders okay we're going to preview that game a little bit later Zach Ertz mispractice with rib and back injuries on FanDuel he and uh, Dallas Goddard are basically the same price so I'm just going to play Ertz if Ertz is healthy and I'm going to play Goddard if Ertz is out and Ertz just destroys the Giants. Caught two touchdowns against them uh, just a few weeks ago. Leonard Fournette missed practice with a neck injury. All right, so Ben was talking about this yesterday. Is it getting a little serious? It's getting a little scary for you, Heath. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm a little more, more concerned. I think what I said yesterday was I will agree with Ben if he misses if he's limited on Friday, and so we'll find out what his practice status is today. But this was more concerning to me than the Christmas report was. Would you guys start Adrian Peterson or Leonard Fournette? currently Fournette. He would have to probably miss practice on Friday for me to start Peter Snowbrum. Kyler Murray was limited in practice. We still don't know if he's going to play at the Rams. Tyrell Williams missed practice, practice with a foot injury, and he really may not play. Ben, if Tyrell Williams is out, I know we didn't really think much of Hunter Renfro yesterday, but if Tyrell's out with, with his four targets per game, <laughs> whatever it is, would that bump up Renfro? Would it bump up Waller? What do you think? I don't know if it will have much of an impact on those guys. I mean, Williams tends to see his targets more down the field. Waller and Renfro have kind of competed for underneath targets. I think maybe somebody else would emerge as, as a, a downfield option or perhaps more likely Derek Carr just throws underneath a lot more. But you're still Renfro and Waller are still going to be competing with each other. So I, I don't think it has that big of, a, of an impact, to be honest. DJ Moore is still in the concussion protocol. James Conner mispracticed. Dak Prescott is going to try to throw today. He's ranked pretty high, I think, for Jamie and Heath. Dak Prescott, he is fourth for Jamie. Where do you have him, Heath? Fifth, sixth. Fourth. Dave has him 16th. So, yeah, he looked like crap last week. We'll talk about that game. Michael Thomas has a hand issue. Shouldn't be a big deal. Jarvis Landry may need offseason hip surgery. Uh, Carolina offensive coordinator Scott Turner wants to get Christian McCaffrey the ball. So that's good. Last year in week 17, he faced the Saints, who he's facing this week. McCaffrey had like four carries and one catch. He barely played. So I think he is, I think he's like 215 yards shy of David Johnson's record. Um, so for total yards. So I, I like he's got a legitimate shot at it. It's an outside shot, but it's a legitimate shot. And he's like 60 yards away from. from a, a thousand thousand season, Re- sixty receiving right. notes, so we should expect him to catch some passes as well. But but you tweeted something yesterday about him being like within striking distance and PPR of something. What, what was it again? Yeah, the the best fantasy season of all time. Graham Graham Barfield from NFL.com tweeted it out that he's I think twenty eight PPR points away from the the top all time running back PPR season, which was Ladainian Tomlinson. And then I added to it that. What's so crazy about that is Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006, the year he put that season up, had 31 touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey has 18. He has 13 fewer touchdowns, wow. and he's within striking distance. It's crazy. Tom Brady plans on playing in 2020, and Terry McLaurin missed practice. I hope he plays. He was really good with Case Keenum earlier this season. Your emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's go through these quickly here from Cooper D., Dear Kevin, Buzz, Marvin, Harry. Great movie. I watched it like five times this week. PPR Championship. I'm up eight points going into week two of the two-week final. 
I need two running backs. Or I need one running back and a flex. Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, and Brashad Perryman. Heath, who would you go with? Barkley, Jones, Mack, Chubb, Drake, Perryman. I'm going to go with Chubb and uh, Jones. Interesting. Over Barkley. Okay. Yeah, uh, I know you're probably a little uh, I'm going to go play Barkley going with? and Barkley and I think he has three roster spots, doesn't he? Did you say two? Oh, you're two right. He has three. Spots. No, uh, he has two, two spots, spots for running backs, backs and one flex. I'm going to play Barkley, Jones, and Drake and sit Chubb. Those are all like top – I don't have rankings done, but probably top 15 options for me. Um, they're all top, Probably top 10. They're all top nine options for me in PPR. Wow. And I would actually start Jones, Chubb, and Drake. And sit Barkley. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> But right. I, like you're uh, saying, sit Chubb, and he's facing the Bengals. He's going to run the ball yeah. like 25 times. Yeah, just but he doesn't run the ball 25 times anymore. Work, but now, look, Barkley's interesting because he's had two amazing games in a row against the Redskins and the Dolphins. Three games ago, struggled a little bit against the Eagles. You know, so Heath's lower on Barkley than Dave and Jamie, but he's not low on Barkley. No, I've got him not uh, from like Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I think Dave and Jamie have him top five. Uh, from Garrett, Feliz Navidad from Reno, Nevada. Let's just do Ben on this one. My league is stupid and plays a championship in week 17. I'm down by 10 points. I have a decision to make at quarterback and flex. Daniel Jones or Russell Wilson? Man, I want to play Wilson ben? in a huge game, but uh, I, I like. I feel like there's going to be scoring there. I, I would. I'd probably play Wilson. I, I also think you can go Jones, and I. I would assume that one of you guys disagrees with me on this because I think it's kind of bold to take Wilson here. That doesn't matter to me. You are the one answering this question. Galladay or Perryman, PPR? <laughs> I'll take Galladay there. I'll take Perryman. <laughs> October <laughs> RVA says Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, or RG3, Heath? Daniel Jones. From Mark, Ben, start three in PPR. Damian Williams, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's a good question Yikes. for me because I said yesterday that Damian Williams was a guy that uh, – that I was high on, but this is a situation where I would sit him. I'd played these other three guys before him. Okay, that would be Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, and Melvin Gordon. I would this play Williams Ray. over Gordon. All right. This is from Ray Heath, PPR, Kenyon Drake, Greg Ward, or Terry McLaurin? Kenyon Drake, I just said I would start over Saquon Barkley, so I'm going to also start him over Greg Ward and Terry McLaurin. All right. Ben <laughs> from Jay Mask, non-PPR wide receiver. Hopkins, Diggs, Chark. Um, who would you start? He could also pick up Sims and Ward. What's the Hopkins, question? Diggs, and Chark? Who would you start out of Hopkins, Diggs, and Chark? Or would he's you giving pick up you Sims names, and, and you pick the ones that you want to start. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I, I like how many. I, I would start one. Hopkins, obviously. <laughs> well, people like, think he might. He make... might not play the whole game. You know, <sighs> I mean, I would start right. and, like, I, sorry, I'm looking at the notes, too. I feel like that's that guy's receivers. And he's asking if you should sit any of those guys for Sims or Ward, which to me seems insane. But he has a point like Dig Diggs and Hopkins. Probably Diggs has nothing to play for. Hopkins team probably will have nothing to play for. I would sit Diggs. So. I'd play. I'd sit Diggs for Ward. Oh, he's going to he has to start I, two of them. So you'd play Hopkins and Ward. Oh, no, I would play Hopkins and Shark. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, last that, that one. That was the worst question of fault. <laughs> no, it's not. These are these are the DeAndre Hopkins questions that people have, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, Heath, where are you ranking Hopkins? No, my my approach to that question was the worst of all time. Is is the way I should. Oh yeah, bad. correct. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got Hopkins in the projections at like four, and I think I may have dropped him down to like eight in my rankings, but I. It, Unless something changes with what Bill with Bill O'Brien's tone, or like someone reports that there's talks within the Texans about maybe not playing to win, I'm mostly just starting him. Same with Watson. All right, start, sit, or flex at best. We're going to get into the games now. These are some of the games we have later on in the show. Uh, all right, so this is a good one to start with. Kenny Galladay at Green Bay. Start, sit, or flex at best. Top ten wide receiver. Start him. I think that's a little a little bold. I think it's a little too high. 
Uh, Green Bay, you know, they covered him pretty well in the first game, if you recall. He had over 100 yards, but he had 66 yards in the first play of the game on a flea flicker. And then he had about 55 yards the rest of the day, uh, the rest of the game. Uh, I, I mean, I like what Green Bay's doing in the secondary, so he, scare, he scares me. Yeah, I think that was a bad one to start on because it's a clear start. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at Detroit. Start or sit? Start. I've gone back and forth on Rodgers. Um, it, he's really only been good against really bad defenses, and this is a really bad defense. He's also not been good yet on the road, except maybe once. Um, so I don't really want Giants. to start him. No, that's not true. That's not true. Giants and Chiefs. He lit both twice. Teams up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's like two. That's like half as good games. <laughs> start, I guess, but I don't feel good about it. He's right in the Daniel Jones range for me. Uh, start center I flex at love- best. Michael Gallup. I'll- I'll start Gallup for sure. Flex. Uh, start, sit, or flex at best. Adrian Peterson at Dallas. Sit. Flex. Would you rather yeah. start Gallup I mean, or Peterson? You don't have maybe? options. Peterson over Gallup in non-PPR for me. Make Gallup over Peterson in PPR. Uh, ben, how about Terry McLaurin and Steven Sims at Dallas? I'll start McLaurin. Sims is more like a flex. I know he scored three touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's seen a lot of targets. You know, Haskins is out now, so he's going to be seeing some some passes from another quarterback. And he's like, they're also using Kelvin Harmon. I don't know if I trust those targets, and, and it's just been really high efficiency. It's tough to trust the touchdowns as well. So he's more of a flex, and I really wouldn't want to use him. But if he does it three weeks in a row, you know, sometimes you just got to ride the hot hand. Mm. We'll use him in week 18 if Sims does it again. But but what if McLaurin's out, Ben? <laughs> then how much would you like uh, Stephen Sims at Dallas? If McLaurin's out, yeah, I still, I, I mean, I still wouldn't want like. Since when do we target Washington receivers? Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not really buying into it. Okay. Uh, Kenyon Drake is obviously a start based on what you said, and finally, Heath Kyler Murray starter sit. Flex at best. Yeah. <laughs> Flex. <laughs> Kenyon Drake. I don't understand why he keeps coming up. Four hundred rushing yards and six touchdowns over his last two games. Like. Uh, did you, you see what he did the four games? Did you see what he did the four games before that? Did you see what he did? One of those games was against the Rams. So, you know, that, that's not saying. the same Rams, not the same Rams down. team you're seeing this week. Uh, yeah, I'm starting Kenyon Drake. Uh, okay, so got a text yesterday from Ben Schrager, our producer. Hmm. I'm finding it. He said used the SeatGeek promo code FFT. For pinstripe bowl tickets. Very good. Good for you. And you know what? I went to the pinstripe bowl last year, and I used SeatGeek. The Miami lost, of course. That's the theme of the day. But, uh, yeah, that he used it. He got 10 bucks off his first purchase. So you should do the same thing. Ben listens to the podcast. It's his job. You listen to the podcast because you're awesome. Now go ahead and use that SeatGeek app. It is the best way to get tickets. And the promo code, again, is FFT for 10 bucks off. Why is SeatGeek the best way to get tickets? Because you don't have to go out and look at other websites, other apps. SeatGeek brings in tickets from all over the web. SeatGeek does all that hard work for you, and they care about the customer experience, and they just make it really easy to get seats. They grade every ticket based on value. You can see the best seats. You can see the best value. You can see the lowest prices, however you want to sort it. And you go to the game or the concert, comedy theater, every purchase is fully guaranteed, and you save 10 bucks. It's really easy to use. It's a great app. I'm glad I have it. I use it all the time, and I recommend it all the time. So get on the SeatGeek app. Make a purchase. Use the promo code FFT and get 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, Atlanta at Tampa Bay is our first game today. Uh, ben, I'll give you this one. You know, Jamie and I talked about this game a few days ago, and it's just interesting because you, you know these two quarterbacks, you want to start them. But I can make compelling cases against both of them. Uh, and really, it's just that the Falcons and the Bucks have been playing a lot better defensively lately. So give me your thoughts on what could be a high-scoring game, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Yeah, it should be a high-scoring game. Atlanta leads the NFL in pass attempts, I believe, still. Tampa Bay, even without Evans and Godwin last week, Jameis Winston just continued throwing the ball all around the field. He wasn't as efficient. He threw four interceptions. But he just kept throwing the ball down the field. He ended up setting the single-game quarterback high for total air yards in a game. Tons of downfield volume still there in this offense. So you can play Brashad Perriman. You can play Justin Watson. And I think 
Uh, OJ Howard is also a very solid play. He's been getting some downfield, some downfield volume as well. So those are the three guys in the passing game I'd look at. I'd play James Winston as well. Um, I think, you know, what happened with Ronald Jones last week, he gets a long run, a, a big run early, and then and then Peyton Barber fumbles right away, and it allows him to finally get a bigger workload that we've been kind of – it's kind of been eluding him over the last couple of months. But um, we should hope that happens again, but not probably expect it because they do kind of just do a hot hand thing, and it was that circumstance that created his big workload. So he's a tough one for me as much as I love him. Uh, Devontae Freeman's being used a ton in the past game. I think you can you can probably start him. I'd probably take him if he plays. He might not play, but I would oh, probably take him over I don't, uh, Ron Jones. I don't like, but see, that's What's the that? thing. Like, I, I really I don't want to start Devontae Freeman because Freeman, like we know the Bucks' run defense is great. They have, they allow three yards per carry to running backs. They also don't give up receiving production to running backs. And we just saw just a couple of weeks ago he placed the Niners and he was terrible. So actually he's had. He's had four games since coming back. He's faced the Saints and the Niners and two of them, and he struggled. He faced the what the Jaguars and the Panthers and the other two, and he was good. So I'm 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 not really feeling either running back here. Ronald Jones had a what like a 44 yard run or something, and he averaged like two yards per carry in his other carries. And he's so stupid. Like he's not stupid. His usage is stupid. He's so unpredictable. Um, so I you know what? Like I'm nervous about this game. Just in general. Ben doesn't seem to be. Uh, Heath, no. how about you? I'm starting the quarterbacks. I'm starting the number one receivers. I'm starting the tight ends. I like Freeman over Ronald Jones. I would view Freeman as pretty much a start as a number two running back, and Jones is a high-end flex. I think there's going to be plenty of points scored in this game. Um, the, Jones is frustrating. I, I don't really... like. Freeman has not been great against tough matchups, but I think what he did against the Saints, what, 10.4 PPR points, that's probably pretty close to what his floor is in this game. Uh, okay. Well, would you start Mike Boone or Devontae Freeman? Oh, Freeman by like 10 miles. I'd start Jones over Boone, mm-hmm. too. How about uh, how about Kareem Hunt? Both Freeman. I would play Hunt. Yeah, I'd go both Freeman and Jones over Hunt. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and another thing that's kind of weird in this game, um, remember last week I said, well, the Bucks have been really good against number one wide receivers lately, but don't worry about it. It's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to start him. Well, they were really good against DeAndre Hopkins. In fact, they limited the last five games. Julio Jones, 68 yards. DJ Chark, 47 yards. Kenny Galladay, 44 yards. Hopkins, 23 yards. None of them scored. The number two wide receivers have been much better. Uh, I think Julio Jones has 25 targets in his last two games, so you're going to start him. 35? 35 in his last two games. Oh, wow. Oh, right. He had 20 and 15. Right. (laughs) Against San Francisco, who's also very good against number ones. You don't sit Julio Jones. This is Julio Jones, especially not when he's on a streak like this. No, I I was not going to make the case to sit Julio Jones. Um, (laughs) So Julio Jones, Brashad Perryman. What about Watson? Like Russell Gage, any interest there? How do we feel about Justin Watson? I think Watson's just a deep flex. Um, He should have had a much bigger game than he did last week, but I don't think that was all Jameis' fault. I think some of that was his fault. Uh, That deep pass, if he'd just not fallen down and kept running, he probably would have had a touchdown. Um, It's a boom-bust deep flex for me. But there's a huge okay. boom potential because there's a lot of downfield volume. I I would I he raises up. I'm I'm higher on him than Heath because of that potential ceiling. I think it, it's very high. So if you look at the two running backs in this game and you look at Perryman and Watson, Ben, how would you rank Freeman, Jones, Perryman, Watson? I would play Perryman and Watson ahead of both of them, and probably in in. All formats, because because Devonte Freeman's more of a PPR back anyway. I, you know, I, I I would play Freeman only in where where I needed running backs in PPR formats. But Perriman and Watson, the passing games are absolutely what you want to target in this game. Those are the guys that I want to play. Yeah, I'd go Perriman, Freeman, Jones, Watson, and it, it, like Watson probably does have more upside than Ronald Jones. Um, Jones has, I think, a considerably higher floor. So we'll see. Jones does not have a high floor. A <laughs> uh, higher floor I mean, than Justin Watson. I don't know, man. He got 10 targets last week. And you said, you know, if he caught that deep ball, whoever said it. Well, it wasn't if he caught it. It was if he'd not 
fallen down when he because he was too wide open and freaked out. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like he was wide open for a deep touchdown. He could have had a huge game. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, Very no one thinks he's like on a game. really, really good receiver, but they don't have anyone else to throw the ball to, so he's not going to go anywhere. Well, they do have OJ Howard, and how do we feel about OJ Howard? Heath? He he uh, is facing a team. Yeah, they've given up. Atlanta has allowed seventy yards or a touchdown to a tight end in seven of their last ten games. Yeah, so we'll start start him. him. Okay, now let's let me give you a hypothetical, guys. Let's say Jared Goff is inactive. Would you start Tyler Higby against the Cardinals or OJ Howard? Howard. Wow, against the Cardinals, I think I'd still take Higby. Okay, Even and we like Austin 100%. Hooper. Hooper's uh, top six in non PPR, top four in PPR. Pretty sure that wraps this game up. The Atlanta DST is around twelfth, twelfth to fourteenth, eleventh to fourteenth in the rankings. Let's go to Chicago at Minnesota. Heath, exciting game here in the NFC. No, no. This one will be quick, though, because I feel like that game took like 20 minutes. This one is going to take like two. Um, I don't want to start either of the quarterbacks. I don't really want to start any of the running backs. I don't really want to start any of the wide receivers besides Allen Robinson. I'm not going to start any of the tight ends. Yeah, this is an easy game. Ben, uh, <laughs> any thoughts? Is there anyone you want to start besides Allen Robinson? I think that's the way. I, no, I, Robinson's I'd rather... the only one the only one on my list. Yeah. I mean, you can. I think you can make a case for the Chicago running backs in, in the right formats, Cohen and, and PPR and, and Montgomery and non-PPR if you needed to use them, but they're not guys that I want to be using, and we are so uncomfortable with, with Minnesota's playing time that they're not, they're not guys that I want to be starting. I mean, David Montgomery versus Devontae Freeman is actually interesting to me. And I and I know, you know, in PPR, you go with Freeman because even though he hasn't really been that, he was great in the passing game last week. But let's just say, you know, full season, he's been very good in the passing game. But in non-PPR, like, it, you can't understate the possibility that Devontae Freeman has, like, 20 rushing yards. Because you look like Leonard Fournette had 14 carries for 38 yards. Marlon Mack had 13 carries for 38 yards. Uh, Carlos okay. Hyde had 17 carries for 27 yards. So he, he could get completely blanked, basically, by Tampa Bay. I mean, two of those three guys had more than 35 yards. So I wouldn't expect... Yeah, but they also Freeman got more t- carries. Oh, not really. More <sighs> Freeman's no, not did. a okay, okay, fine. option. For me. I agree. Yeah, I don't, I, agree. I, don't, I don't totally agree with that. Um, like he, maybe he's more of a flex and non-PPR, but I, he's probably going to run for 40 yards. And he's probably going to have thirty-ish yards receiving, and so if you've got seventy mm. yards, it's do you score a touchdown? But seventy yards plus a touchdown in a high-scoring game is not a guy I have to stay away from. And he has okay. like Pass four catching. touchdowns on the year, so that's you know you can bank on that. Two in his last three, three in his last <laughs> Pass three. Catching running backs. Pass catching running backs against the Bucks. McCaffrey sixteen yards. Barkley, 27. Gurley had 54. Kamara had 42. McCaffrey had 26 the second time. These are receiving Carson, totals? 28. Kamara, 40. Yes, receiving totals. So I think so my 30 they yards are, my 30 yards. They, they are among accurate. the best. He's not McCaffrey. He's not Kamara. They are among the best in the NFL. 30 against, is not a lot, running backs in, So the Chicago-Minnesota right. game was so bad that you guys just went back to Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, what, what do we think the uh, Vegas over-under for Devontae Freeman player prop total yards is? I don't think 70 is fa- far off, probably. No, but I take I the under. I bet it's 53 or something like that. I'm gonna go- I'll, I'll find it. All right, so, so just to put a bow on this, in a non-PPR league, would you start David Montgomery or Devontae Freeman? I would probably start Montgomery. Freeman. I mean, Aaron Jones just carved up Minnesota's rush D last week. Yeah, and they're ba- they're a little banged up too. Can we so, just take a look at like we're reading off all these game logs against Tampa Bay? Can we just read off David Montgomery's game log for the last two months? Oh, I know. <laughs> no, <Because. laughs> I don't want to bore it's everyone not. to death, Heath. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so why not Stefan Diggs? Why I don't know how much him? he's going to play. I don't know how much his quarterback's going to play. Okay, let's move on then. Next game. See, this is where San Francisco I'm at Seattle. I actually had right, Diggs ahead, on ben. my list. Well, no, I actually had Diggs on my list, and that's where I got confused on that earlier question because, like, I'd play him. I don't think he's going to sit, but I kind of felt like you guys might have some some insight there. So I actually liked your question, Adam. I, oh, I don't okay. know why not him. I don't think he. he I don't. Start. 
right. don't know. He might. I don't know. Like, there's not been yeah. some Bill O'Brien, we're playing to win the game, or anything like that. And both Diggs and Thielen are perpetually dinged up. So it would seem like a good idea to me to get them a week off. If you want another reason to get away from Diggs, uh, he only has 11 targets in his last two games since Adam Thielen came back. He did well in both of them. And the Bears are very good against wide receivers. They give up the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. But uh, I think it's more of a playing time issue. Uh, San Francisco is at Seattle. You know what? I'm going to have to give this one to Heath because I don't want to just give Ben all the good games and Heath, you know, the. Like, <laughs> no, the game I, I'm the pretty Bears good game. at those bad games. I can get through those quickly and then we can just fight about the same games we've talked about the whole show. I'm going to get. Uh, let's go. Let's. Heath, I want you to talk about Sunday night football. Ben, obviously, get a word in as well. Oh, um, Sunday who do you like? night. Um, start <laughs> Russell beautiful. Wilson. Sit Jimmy Garoppolo. I am starting Raheem Mostert. My favorite Seahawks back is Travis Homer, but he's more of a high-end flex and a start. Maybe better than that in PPR. He's very involved in the passing game. I believe eight targets, and he came in very late in the second quarter last week. So I think Homer's an okay PPR start. That could change if we get more information on Friday or Saturday that says, ooh, Marshawn Lynch is really looking good and ready to go. I expect Marshawn Lynch to get like five touches in a warm-up for the playoffs in Week 17. Uh, as far as the receivers go, mm, tough. I guess my favorite one is Tyler Lockett still, then Emmanuel Sanders, then Debo, then DK. Um, I'm probably just starting Lockett and Sanders, though. Samuel's really close to a start for me. And obviously you start Kittle. I'm not really that excited about starting Jacob Hollister. Ben, anything you want to add? I mean, I mostly agree. I think I, I would say that I'm a little more excited about Hollister. I think he's one of their three main he's one of their three guys that actually run full route shares in their passing game with Metcalf and Lockett. Those are the guys that kind of comprise the the main cogs in Seattle's passing game. I think they're going to have to throw. So I, I think there's some some upside there for those guys. The the issue with Seattle is just always we don't know where the targets are gonna go. I mean, it can be highly variable. As far as Lynch is concerned, I expect he'll start. I expect they'll do that to get the crowd into the game early. It's a huge game. Winner of this game wins the division. I expect he'll start and get carries early and, and really get people jazzed. And I, I w it would not surprise me if he's running well that he gets 15 carries in this game and Homer plays mostly on passing downs. Um, I, I like Homer as well, and I agree with Heath. He had a good, a good receiving role, but it would not surprise me at all to see Lynch be kind of like a, a glorified mascot on the field in this game. I just got to say though, that the run defense for San Francisco has been outrageously good lately. So I just can't, I just can't get behind the idea of starting it. And not that you guys said start one, but just to say, like I can't start a Seattle running back. And I think, you know, all the guys we've talked about already, David Montgomery and yeah, I'd start Jones Homer over Montgomery. Agreed. Uh, I would not start. Homer. Are you kidding me? I mean, look at, look at the running backs either. who have faced, who have, who have faced uh, San Francisco lately. Uh, Todd Gurley, Aaron Jones, Mar Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and Devontae Friedman scored five or fewer non-PPR and seven or fewer PPR fantasy points. This run defense is insane right now. Uh, uh, David so. Montgomery often scores five or fewer non-PPR and seven or fewer PPR fantasy points. He scored so 5.9 last week. That's true. Um, 4.9 okay, the week before. He's not great, but we could very well see like a CJ Procise role from Homer, which Procise never produced much either. I mean, we don't, we're not going to get word from Seattle. We don't usually know when they decide to just go full on Chris Carson games and, and completely pull Rashad Penny out of it. They, they would just make those decisions. And then they went back to a, a committee that they're kind of loosey goosey with that stuff. And we don't really know. And if Marshawn Lynch looks good, he very well could push Travis Homer completely off the field. The reason he was so involved last week. He was the only healthy running back from that second quarter or third quarter point on. He was the only guy, and he wasn't very good. And then they I'm brought not, in two more running backs. This is not a Travis Homer fan take. This is a you should not be starting David Montgomery. Okay. Um, he's he's really, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> scoring fantasy points. Either. You shouldn't start either guy. Raheem Mostert. <laughs> is Raheem Mostert the best running back we've talked about so far? Ahead of Ronald Jones, Devontae Freeman, Montgomery, 
Minnesota guys. Yeah. Well, he's the best, right? Yeah. He's the best in non-PPR for sure. I think I've got Freeman one spot higher in PPR. Okay. Yeah, he maybe will catch one or two balls. So how about Raheem Mostert or DeAndre Washington? Washington. As long as, long as Jacobs right. is out, I'm starting Washington, period. I, okay. I think you can make a All case right, he should be starting Mostert, period. Why Why would you? I mean, that it's very close, but I, I think I can lean Washington with Heath. Yeah, we wish Mostert would get more carries. He's, you know, 13-ish, something like that. But he has scored a touchdown now in five straight games. The wide receivers are tough. And Russell Wilson, let's spend a little bit more time on Wilson because everybody's got Garoppolo as a sit. Wilson, uh, you know, he's ninth for Jamie, 11th for Dave, 8th for Heath. Would you start Daniel Jones or Russell Wilson? Wilson. And Ben already answered that question. Yeah, he did that question. I don't remember that. When did I ask that? Um, during the mailbag, you read the question. Oh, okay. He said, I think it's a little bit of a hot take, but I'm going to take Wilson <laughs> over Daniel Jones. I wanted your opinion. You and you're like, nah. you refused oh, to give your right. opinion. <laughs> that's right. No, look, Wilson, Wilson's been, he's been bad, man. Like he's, it's like nine games in a row now. He's been pretty bad for fantasy except for two of them. So I, I don't like the way you phrase that. He has been bad for fantasy. Nine games it's, in a row. He's been bad except for two of them. So it's not been bad for nine games in a row. Seven out of nine games has been bad Fair. Uh, for fantasy. That's that's but no. Now good. his running backs are injured, and it's a division like he play like when they trail, he throws more, right? And so it's a it's a tough game, division deciding game against San Francisco. You got to expect he's going to throw more. They're going to put more on his shoulders with the running backs out. I'm not looking at those past nine games as much as what we'll see in week seventeen. Uh, how would you rank Jameis Winston, Russell Wilson? Matt Ryan. Jameis is just so, – there's so much volume there. I like both Jameis and Ryan for volume. I would take them probably over over uh, Wilson. Ryan, Russ, Winston. No. Yes. Sorry. I got Winston and Wilson confused there. Ryan, Wilson, Winston. Man, Lockett, Metcalf. Why does everybody like Lockett so much more than Metcalf? Especially you, Heath. You have Lockett in your top ten. Lock it up. <laughs> Good analysis. Um, no, I haven't. It's not something I've really thought about that much. Probably comes back to like Lockett has more upside on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. He, and that's probably what it is. Like those big monster games are just factoring into the projections and the season totals. Um, I mean, I think Tyler Lockett's a very talented wide receiver, and I generally, whenever I think Russell Wilson's going to throw more than 30 passes, expect Lockett to be a must-start. All right, how many, last question here, Ben, how many of the wide receivers in this game would you start ahead of Raheem Mostert in a half PPR league? So half PPR, Raheem Mostert or the four wide receivers in this game? I would start Lockett and... Probably Emmanuel Sanders over him. Um, I don't think I would go with Metcalf. Debo. Debo's pretty good. It, it would be close with Debo and Mostert for me. I would start Mostert over yeah. all of them. Wow. Mm. Okay. All right, let's go to our next game, Philadelphia and the Giants. Ben Gretsch, go for it. Daniel Jones or Russell Wilson? <laughs> I I don't know. It's a toss-up. Um, <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia... I, I, we got to like what Deion Jones did last week, obviously, through five touchdowns, through for a, a ton of yards. I I think you can play all of Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton, but we don't really know where the targets are going to go, so it's kind of challenging, and, and Caden Smith is involved as well. I think you start Saquon wherever you have him. Even Heath, who said he's down on him, has him ninth, um, unless you have better, like really, really good options, like we heard from that question earlier uh, in the show. And then on, on Philadelphia's side, I, I think it's the same stuff. We should expect the same kind of passing game flowing through the running backs and tight ends. We know Ertz is a little banged up. That makes him tricky. But th- this is a must-win game. He's probably going to tough it out and play through it, and I would start him. I would also start Goddard because there's a very real chance that Ertz could leave the game early, and Goddard ends up having 12 targets again like he did last week. I think you absolutely start Miles Sanders. I know that Howard's going to be back. I would not start Boston Scott. I would not start Jordan Howard. Uh, I think you can use Wentz. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be like one of my top favorite quarterbacks, but I definitely think you can use him. 
and I Greg Ward is is the limit to where I would look at their receivers, but he's kind of a I don't know for me. He's he's more like I think of him as like the fourth option in their passing game as opposed to their number one wide receiver. I don't know that I disagree with too much. I, like Wentz is one of my favorite quarterbacks for DFS this week because I think he's underpriced. As long as Zach Ertz is there, I pretty much view him as a must-start quarterback. If for some reason Ertz wasn't able to make it, then he would be a low-end starting quarterback. I don't know that I totally agree with Greg Ward as the fourth option in the passing game. He's got 23 targets over the past three weeks. I would presume that probably puts him second on the teams in terms of targets over those three weeks. Um, I think he's a good number three, low-end number two wide receiver in PPR. He doesn't do a whole lot with the ball after the catch. Um, and I, I'm probably starting Goddard whether Ertz is in or out. Would you guys start Goddard or Hollister with Ertz playing, with Ertz playing, Goddard or Hollister? Goddard for me. It would be Goddard for me too. Would you? Who's your favorite wide receiver in this game? I think it's a very tough question. I think... It might be Slayton. <laughs> it's 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 a tough question. Um, in PPR, I will go with Shepard. In non PPR, I think okay. I'll go with Slayton. So I the numbers here's what the numbers look like. There have been three games in which Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton all played. I'll just give you the targets. Um, Golden Tate had. Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard both had 24 targets, and Darius Slayton had 14. But he only had two last week in one of those three games. He had a knee injury, wasn't playing all the time, so it's a little skewed. So I cannot sit here and say that there's a favorite receiver. Uh, you know, it could be any of them. It's annoying. Yep. And I really like Greg Ward, but I don't know that I'd have the guts to start him over Shepard. But, uh, you know, it's this this to me is a higher scoring game than Atlanta Tampa Bay. It would way. it was like it's one of my favorite games for DFS for the weekend. So yeah, yeah I'd agree. Now, if Nelson Aguilar plays, I haven't seen an update on him. What would that mean for Greg Ward as a sleeper? I don't think Aguilar has practiced yet. Um so I don't expect him to play, but if he did, it would be terrible news for Greg Ward. Yeah. Absolutely disastrous. Drop him. You're going to have to start someone else news. Would you start Nelson Aguilar? I don't really want to because, speaking of drops, um, he's just not very good. Uh, would you start um, Watson? Assuming Aguilar's out, Justin Watson or Greg Ward? Ward for me. And I'd probably play Watson. All right, we look at Heath's quarterback rankings. He has Daniel Jones. He has Daniel Jones 11th. Right behind Aaron Rodgers, just ahead of Ryan Tannehill. Also ahead of Trubisky, Dalton, Minshew, Garoppolo, Goff. But behind most of the guys we've talked about today. Behind Winston, behind Ryan, behind Wilson. Not in that order. All right, I think that's pretty much... Oh, Caden Smith. Caden Smith or Hollister? Who do you like? Uh, let me give you a stat on that. Well, you tell me who you like, and then I'll give you the stat. Caden Smith for me. Ben. I will take Hollister in that in that scenario. Okay, here's your stat. Three games with Daniel Jones, Caden Smith has six to eight targets in all three games. There have been four tight ends with six to nine targets against Philadelphia this year, and three of them caught a touchdown. Those three were Vernon Davis, Jimmy Graham, and Mike Gesicki. So obviously, Caden Smith has a 75% chance of catching a touchdown. That's what that stat means. I'm going to update the projections. Ooh. I only had him for a 45% <laughs> chance of catching a touchdown. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. All right, New Orleans is at Carolina. Heath, you are up. New Orleans at Carolina. Yeah, so you're going to start Drew Brees, and you're not going to start Will Greer. Um, I love, <laughs> love, love Alvin Kamara in DFS this week. You're obviously going to play him in your lineup, as well as Christian McCaffrey. He's kind of good, too. Um, I don't want to start a Panthers pass catcher. Uh, Samuel maybe gets more targets with no DJ Moore, but I can't trust it. You're obviously starting Michael Thomas and Jared Cook. This game's pretty easy, too. This game is really easy. Yeah. Very easy. I guess only question is if DJ Moore plays. And we just saw one catch for A.J. Brown last week. 
if DJ Moore plays. He had a big game a few weeks ago, but Lattimore was out. Would you start DJ Moore? I think it would be tough to start him. Uh, Lattimore has been really good the second half of the season. We, I mean, we've we've talked about that throughout, and you know, I it would be challenging for me to start him. I would have a very difficult time sitting him. I would hope that Carolina would be creative enough to get DJ Moore into the slot more often in a game against Lattimore, but like they haven't done it very much this year. I think he's only been there 13% of the time. Um, but I, hopeful, I would hope that they would do that a little bit, but I would just hope that he could give me one big play probably. As far as Drew Brees goes, he's third for he's second for Jamie behind Mahomes. He's first for Dave, and he's third for Heath behind Mahomes and Matt Ryan. And I just can't believe you have Matt Ryan second overall. How? Have you seen the Bucks? what they've done to quarterbacks the last six or six or seven games? They haven't played a lot of good quarterbacks. They played Matt Ryan. They shut him down. Yeah. They played Deshaun uh, Watson. He was terrible. I think Matt Ryan's going to throw for 320 yards, and that gives you a pretty decent baseline when it comes to projections. Like He just does that almost every week. And so I expect multiple touchdown passes. I don't think that these defenses have improved enough to catch up to these offenses. Boy, we just keep going back to that game, huh? Okay, let's see. We are moving along. I think we have three games left. So after Carolina was scrolling down in the notes, what's the next game, everybody? It is Arizona at the Rams. All right. So, Ben, what are we doing here? I guess we have to be cautious with the Rams. But what's your take on this game, Arizona at the Rams? Yeah, you're playing Kenyon Drake. Oh, I mean, he should be considered an easy top 10 option in all formats, potentially a top five option. The guy has been a stud, and he's been their their workhorse since he came over. And I think I saw a stat that even including his poor stretch against some tough defenses, he is, I think, top five or maybe even top three in fantasy points since the trade because he has been their lead back the entire time, and he's had some boom games over the last two. You're starting it, period. Uh, Kyler Murray's tough for me because they, they pulled him as soon as they had a little, you know, he had a little bit of an injury. If if he plays, if he starts, we don't know that he'll make it through the whole game. If he gets banged up, they'll probably remove him. Um, and that makes the the Arizona passing game tough for me as well. I don't really want to play Christian Kirk. I think you can play him if you had to, I'd probably play more ahead of him. Um, because he's also probably going to have a tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey. Um, no, Ramsey's not going to play. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, Rams that's right. The Ram. Okay, so but and then on the Rams side, uh, I wouldn't trust Gurley necessarily. I think Woods and Higby are the two that I would play. Um, I don't want to trust Goff, and I'm like okay on on Cooper Cup if he's playing. We don't. I mean, we don't really know about the Rams, right? No, not really. And that makes this game is really tough. I think because like if the Rams are. Playing everybody on defense, I'm not going to start Kyler Murray. I'm only going to start Kenyon Drake. If the Rams are playing everyone on offense, I'm starting everyone. Uh, Jared Goff destroyed. Jared Goff played three quarters against the Cardinals. He scored 28 points. He threw for 424 yards. That was in Week 13. Cardinals are awful, so it's really tough. So, like, I think this thumb injury is overblown. You know, he said it wasn't really a big deal. He played pretty well, at least in the first half against San Francisco. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, what would like, yeah, Heath, if Jared Goff is active, I mean, should we be gung ho on Goff? Should we be gung ho on Cup? You already said you're going to start Robert Woods no matter what, and I get that, but it's Goff and Cup basically, because I, I understand Cook's coming on a little bit lately, but hard to trust. But yeah, I mean, this is a great matchup if he plays. If there was no concern at all about Goff or Cup sitting at all, then I would view Goff as a fine start, like at the very bottom of the guys I would call starts, but one spot ahead of Daniel Jones, who is my top streamer. So I'd just be saying start Jared Goff. Um, I don't know. Like Cooper Cup would still probably be a number three. He keeps scoring touchdowns, but the targets has just not been there. And I don't really want to trust that trend continuing. Okay. All right, then. And, uh, that's pretty much that game. Do we t- want to talk about Gurley? If Gurley's playing, Ben, what do you him. do? Heath, what do you do with you know, start him? I think you just start him start if he plays. But it's it could be a terrible situation. Like it could be a terrible situation where like it was with McCaffrey last year, where he plays one series and then doesn't play anymore. Right. 
Okay, so let's say I wouldn't expect out. much out of him. Let's say he's out. Where would you rank Malcolm Brown? Because this this is a really interesting streamer. Where where, where would you rank him? Top Ooh. ten. I mean, if if Daryl Henderson and Top Gurley 10. are both out, I against Arizona's run D, I think Malcolm Brown. You're you're talking about twenty a twenty carry back. Could be. Yeah, you probably like. How has Arizona's run D been lately? Because like that wasn't that their good, problem early in the year at all. And they I know their touchdowns. I know their pass defense has been better since the golf game. I I kind of yeah, think they, if they like if Kyler plays and the Arizona Rams has given up a hundred or more rushing yards in all but two games this year. One of them was last week, but it was ninety-one yards. The three weeks before that, they gave up at least one hundred and thirty yards. I mean, that's those are pretty pretty high rush yard numbers. Wait a second, no, but but that's 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 deceiving because that's quarterbacks too. Yeah, I'm looking at running back production, and four of the last six have been under a hundred yards for the running backs. Um, Right. Look, they're they're not good against. I guess my problem with Brown would be if Gurley's sitting and Ramsey's sitting and Goff's sitting and Kyler's playing. I think the Cardinals might just trounce them. So like, are I you playing Kirk? I would probably, if Kyler plays, I'll play Kirk. Why? God, he doesn't do anything ever. He what? is like the most overrated player. Look at his game log. He has three touchdowns this year. They were all in one game against the Bucks. He is usually under 50 yards. Christian Kirk is a really bad fantasy option most weeks. The most overrated player. I don't know why we give this guy any credit. Do not start Christian Kirk. No way. <laughs> Never. So I'm looking at the games that he, like, he was really bad against Seattle last week. Um, he only had seven points against Cleveland. That was bad. He had 16 against Pittsburgh. Um, he had 10 against the 49ers. He had, like, 400 against Tampa Bay. 15 mm-hmm. against the Saints. 16 against the Panthers. 20, 17 against the Ravens. Like he's, These are not consecutive, schedule, by the way. As much as you talk about how difficult the schedule's been for Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield, his schedule's been pretty tough. And he's been Fine. relatively good in PPR mo- more often than he's been bad. Well, this is a tough matchup. I think even without Rams, I don't it's think it's a tough, tough matchup, matchup if in the scenario matchup. I was laying out. If the Rams are really not going to play anyone who's even kind of injured Fine. and Kyler Murray's back. I don't think it's a tough matchup. I think it's just a feel-good game for the Cardinals. Okay, but he does have 50 or fewer yards, fewer than 50 yards in four of his last five games. Um, all right, that's it for that game. Two more, Green Bay at Detroit. Heath, you got you, you got this bonanza. <laughs> yeah, this is an exciting game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a start that I'm not particularly excited about, but I'm probably starting him. Um, Aaron Jones, the top three running back, just absolutely crushed last time Jamal Williams is out. I think he'll do that again. You're starting Devontae Adams. You are starting Kenny Galladay. I would prefer to stay away from the rest of the Lions and the tight ends. Does anybody have interest in Carrion Johnson, uh, who had 11 touches last week? And Would you take a gamble on Carrion Johnson over... Devontae Freeman or Ronald Jones or David Montgomery or somebody like that. I've got him behind David Montgomery, so no. And you have David Montgomery last in your rankings, and somehow you've carried on. Uh, David Montgomery Um, is 39th in my running back rankings. It's close. So, Galladay, you guys are cool with. Amendola, no thanks. Ben, bad game last week. Say goodbye to Amendola. I think you could could use him, actually. Going into last week and every game where he'd ran at least – uh, routes on at least 75% of dropbacks. He'd seen at least eight targets. Um, I'm not sure. Did he see eight targets? I don't think he saw eight targets last week. He saw three, literally, three last week. But that was literally the first time where he's been used or, or run that many routes out of, I believe it's six games now on the season. And with Jones out and Hawkinson out, you should con- you should expect him to continue to run plenty of routes. I mean, he's their, their number two option. So I'm thinking of that as more of just a down game for a guy whose role has expanded over the last month. When you look at the other games in his game long over the past month, but um, not somebody that uh, I want to rush to get in the lineups because he is just kind of a, a PPR slot option, right? Yeah, in PPR, sure. I would start him over like with the information we have now. I'd start him over Cup. I'd start him over Diggs. I'd start him over Beckham. I'd start him over Mike Williams. Um, but he's not a top thirty guy. Heath, let me ask you some Galladay questions real quick. Galladay or Mostert? Galladay. 
Galladay or Kenyon Drake? Um, that one's really – they're both top ten at their position, so I'll actually have to look. Uh, Drake. Galladay or DeAndre Washington? Galladay. Last game, Ben, Washington at Dallas. Yeah, are we, we're getting uh, a little more Case Keenum action here, right? Yes. In this one? I Yeah, I think that's actually probably good for Washington's passing game. I think Keenum was a little bit more productive for the receivers. Obviously, we saw Terry McLaurin be really good in the early part of, of this season with Keenum under center. Haskins has struggled a little bit. If McLaurin is healthy and plays, I want to start him with Keenum under center. Um, I, I Sims and, and Kelvin Harmon and the rest of that passing to me are a little bit tougher to play. Um, I know Sims has double-digit targets both the last two weeks. He has three touchdowns both the last two weeks. If you're in a deeper league and you're playing in week 17, you don't have a lot of options. Sims is definitely somebody you can consider, but he's not somebody that I really want to bank on. Adrian Peterson, for me, is just mostly a non-PPR, low-upside option. On Dallas' side, we know they have to win. We know Washington's defense isn't very good. Uh, We also know Dak's arm's a little bit banged up, but I want to play Dak. I want to play Cooper. I want to play Gallup. I want to play Zeke. Uh, Randall Cobb and and Jason Witten are kind of like they're they're not top options at their positions, but I mean they're they're guys you could consider, I guess. And in, in I could see scenarios where I'd consider them. Keith, would you start both Cowboys receivers over both Forty ers receivers? No, no, I would not. In fact, I would start Emmanuel Sanders over Amari Cooper, over Debo Samuel, over Michael Gallup. So Gallup would be last on the list for me. We do have some news that we should probably get in because it's about a game that we've talked about a lot today. Uh, Courtney Cronin, probably mispronounced that, I'm sorry, ESPN reporter for the Vikings. They haven't finalized their plan for Sunday. They're leaning heavily towards resting a bulk of their starters, including Kirk Cousins. Team viewing Chicago week as a buy in terms of getting guys rest healthy for January. Oh, start David Montgomery, Heath. Start him up. Uh, who has David Montgomery played the last two weeks? He's played the Chiefs. Yeah. How, did, how does their run defense rank? The Chiefs' run defense. Not well. Not okay. Well. Who else? What was before that? The, uh, the Packers. How is the Packers', Packers run yeah, defense? Not good. Not good. What about the good. Lions? Yeah, not bad. Believe it or not, they give up points, but not not a lot per carry. Okay, you made your point, I David Montgomery. Are there any backup uh, Vikings we'd want to play here? Irv Smith, like BC I, Johnson. I was like, thinking BC might be in play. And the nice thing is they can rest okay. their starters, and Mike Boone can still play. There you yeah. go. So <laughs> let's get back to this Dallas game because the the Amari Cooper rankings are actually very interesting. Well, first of all, the Dak Prescott rankings are interesting. As I mentioned, Heath has him fourth, Jamie has him fourth, Dave has him sixteenth. He looked really bad last week. He scored 10 points at Philadelphia, 25 of 44, 265 yards, no touchdowns. Um, but I guess you guys – I know Ben – I know Heath has faith in him. He has him fourth. Ben, do you have faith in an injured Dak Prescott? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I – he played through it last week. He's further removed from it now. I, I'm not at all concerned about Washington's defense – um he's at home he's much better at home and and has been throughout the entire year so i i think he's a top five option as well i agree with whoever had him whoever you noted had him ranked in the top five okay and then for ezekiel elliott i'm going to be playing him in FanDuel. the redskins have allowed in three straight games 24 or more non-ppr 30 or more ppr fantasy points to a running back that would be miles sanders aaron jones and saquon barkley they all had Huge games against the Redskins, so I don't see why Zeke wouldn't. Uh, what's up with Amari Cooper? So Jamie's got him in the top five. Dave and Heath have him around 20th. And then Gallup, Heath, you have him as a number three receiver. These are usually the games that Gallup does well. It's a good matchup. How is it that you have these guys kind of low and you have Dak Prescott four? Well, I think Dak Prescott can be four with having Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup on his team, and none of them being must-starts. But the thing with Cooper, like, he has one of those three guys is probably going to have a great receiving day. Um, Cooper just hasn't had very many lately. We were talking about Christian Kirk and how he's been over the last five or six games. Cooper has two games in his last six with more than 40 receiving yards. And I don't totally buy that it's just a, he's really good at home and he's really bad on the road. He's just an inconsistent, low-end number two wide receiver like he's always been. 
and he has huge upside games, and he has long stretches where he's pretty much useless in fantasy. And I don't know which one we're going to get this week. I mean, it's fair. So two of uh, two of the last six with more than thirty-eight yards. Two of those bad games were against Gilmore and Ramsey, but they were really bad games. Uh, bad game at Detroit. Bad game last week with twelve targets like, in Philadelphia. I, I like right Amari Cooper right. a lot, and I have for three or four years now thought that he was undervalued in the community, but like it's we're five or six years into his career now, and he has these enormous games. Like even last year. He was a top five receiver or something after he went to Dallas, and it was almost all two games. And so I just you're, I have you, a really hard time ranking him too much higher than this. Okay. I think you're wrong about him. I think he's better than you think. I'm not talking about this week. I think he really, truly broke out, became an elite wide receiver with this setup with the Cowboys. And he's playing hurt. And so I, is his quarterback. And I would just say that if you put his game log from this season next to his game log from past seasons, you care. would not be able to pick this season out. I don't care about what happened in past seasons. He's playing at a different quarterback. He was very good know. in the past, too. Very, very good. He's better now. He's better. He's my number five receiver for 2000. Well, it's not transferring over to fantasy production. I mean, it was until he got extremely banged up, and so until did Until he had the cold streak that he has every year. He's injured. He is injured, and so is Dak. <laughs> Give the guy a break. I All like right. it. By the way, I, you said that you, you said it sort of, I think you didn't mean it, that Ezekiel Elliott is not a must-start. He is a must-start. Right? I did not say that. You I have said not said anything Dak, about Ezekiel Elliott. You said Dak can be number four. With Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup not being must starts or something like that. I just want to clear, make it clear. Yeah, I did not use the Ezekiel term Elliott. must start. So, I, yes, you should you absolutely. Did. Ezekiel Elliott is you my did. number one running back in non-PPR. Adam I'm pretty sure I didn't say that he's not a must start. Adam is definitely right on the way you phrase that because I my ears perked up too. And I was like, wait, is yeah. he saying Zeke's not a must start? I, I had the same reaction. So I got to be on Okay, to clarify... For anyone who heard what Adam heard, even though that's not what I said, he is a top two hurt. back in both formats. Okay, because was so. Unless you have a one running back league and it's PPR, and you have Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott is a bust start. That's it for the show, everybody. That's it for starter sit. Well, actually, we'll have some starter sit for Fanduel and the playoff challenges. We'll do that in January. Uh, we'll get you ready for the games. We're gonna have a show Sunday night. We're gonna have a show Tuesday. We're gonna have a show Thursday. Remember, we got three episodes per week during the off season. We're gonna have a show Check Friday. Out the radio show afternoon. The DFS podcast. That's right. Check that out. Uh, no mailbag this week, by the way. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Heath. Thank you to Jamie for five minutes. That was wonderful. Uh, thank you to Antonio Brown for ruining Jamie's podcast experience. And good luck in week 17, everybody. We'll talk to you with the DFS show on Friday. a very bright shining light Sarajevo and they needed to kill that light from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2 U2 they represent a personification of our resistance the Hollywood reporter hails kiss the future moving and inspirational kiss the future viva Sarajevo kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus go to Paramount Plus to try it free terms apply